that was Prime Minister Chris Hipkins. Gisborne is on high alert after its struggling water lifeline failed under pressure today. Residents already without power or mobile reception were told to turn off their taps. The Mayor says some water's restored, but the city's being urged to keep use to a minimum. The HMNZS Manawanui delivered essential supplies with inflatable rescue boats getting the goods to shore, while logs floated near the entrance to the port. Meanwhile, Gisborne's beaches are covered in forestry slash more than a metre deep. Former Gisborne District Councillor Manu Caddy was on the beach earlier. Yeah, it's pretty pretty bad. Uh, it's worse than after cyclone hail. There's at least a metre of sort of deep of slash and it goes right down to the waterline. Uh, I haven't seen anything like it on, on the beach and it goes right around the, the bay. So there's logs floating in the water. Um, across the port entrance as well as uh, around Waikanae Beach and down past Midway. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And when you say logs and potentially a metre um, deep, can you just describe, I mean, is it small bits, big chunks? What are you talking about? There's some some huge trees. I haven't seen trunks that that big on this beach before. Um, Not all of it pine, but a good chunk of it is sawn timber. Um, And so, yeah, some big logs, um, big branches, and then smaller stuff as well, so a real mix mix in there, they're a real mess. When you look at it, what do you think? Uh, it was heartbreaking, yeah. Sorry. Don't be sorry, Manu. You take your time. <clears throat> yeah, it's really, really, really bad um, because this is just the, the tip of the iceberg, you know, the the region is uh, in in other regions uh, are, are totally devastated. I don't know how we're going to recover from this. It's really hard. Yeah. I understand you've been watching the Defence Force ship in the harbour and it mm. dropping supplies off. What what are you seeing? Yeah, it's um, it's parked out in the bay. Um, and they're running a couple of IRBs backwards and forwards. Um, looks like it takes about 15, 10, 15 minutes for each boat to get back to uh, the ship and then and back in another 10, 15 minutes back into shore. Um, and they're offloading some stuff and, and trying to fill an army truck, um, but it's going to take a long time to, to fill one truck. Um, so I'm not sure why they haven't been able to dock in the, the port. Um, there are logs floating around the entrance to the port, um, but it's a big ship. I'd have thought that um, it should be able to handle um, that sort of stuff. But anyway, for whatever reason, they haven't brought it in, in shore yet. Um, and we understand there's you know a lot of water and other supplies on there, but it will take a long time to upload it at, at this rate. So debris floating in the water too. I mean, what do you want to say to the forestry companies? Yeah, uh, well, it was good to hear um, Stuart Nash last night you know, commit to an independent inquiry. Um, we look forward to the results of that. It's not going to be a quick fix, uh, and everyone accepts that. Um, but you know, given that I can't get home uh, back up the coast because the bridges have been taken out because they were, um, you know, the, the forestry slash at Hikuai in the Hikuai River was backed up uh, and took the bridge out and. That road's uh, impassable for who knows how long. Um, so yeah, it's, it's I put a lot of it on them. Um, I put a lot of it on ourselves for um, not putting better rules in place uh, around land use, and we've all got a role to play in that.
So I look forward to, you know, and it's not just the, the forestry companies. Um, there's a massive amount of silt and sediment on um, paddocks and in driveways and houses and whare So um, that's uh, high country farming on steep erosion prone land that uh, we still haven't sorted. So uh, it's what we're doing on the land across the country, um, but particularly in these regions with it erosion prone land on, on steep sea hillsides we've really got to change quickly um, and that's hard because we've relied on those industries for so long. So you're in Tūranganui Akiwa, Gisborne and your family's up the coast right? Tell us about that you mentioned you can't get through Yeah um, I was supposed to be um, out of the country this week but couldn't, couldn't leave um, and on Monday I got, got stuck in Gisborne obviously um, and so it's been tough. I hadn't, you know, been able to make contact with them uh, for a few days and managed to get through yesterday, which was quite a relief. Um, last I heard, my wife and son were packed up in the ute, um, ready to abandon the, the house, um, pick up the nanny next door and head up to the Udupa, which is higher up above the, the, where our house is, uh, next to the marae, as the waters were higher than she'd seen them before and they were going over the, the bridge um, Fortunately, that you know the the marae was spared, um, and I'm looking forward to the the road opening north to Oporiki, so I can get around the top of the the coast and back into Ruatoria. Uh, it doesn't sound like between Tolaga and um, and Ruatoria going to be opening any time in the the near future, which will have a big impact on the coast, on lots of industry and lots of whānau that rely on that that route. So it's going to be tough times for um, for months, I think. Yeah. So what are you hearing about the extent of damage? Um, oh, well, you know, as, as we've seen, um, we've struggled to see um, images because we've had such sporadic uh, access but uh, in getting news and things. But the images I have seen, are, yes, it's total devastation in some, some parts. We live at Makarika, which is just south of Ruatoria, and... Um, yeah, family was in their uh, portable home that started moving um, with them inside it, and uh, their place is devastated. A number of families in that valley um, uh, have lost just about everything. Um, so we've been rallying around, and um, there's been very, very generous donations coming in to support some of those families that um, yeah are going to going to be in a really tough tough place for a long time. These are pretty deprived communities at the best of time, eh, Manu? Yes, yes, that's right. Um, and we're resilient and people, you know, we, we are fairly self-sufficient most of the time, but uh, when your house gets washed away and you can't access it because there's a couple of metres of sediment um, blocking the, the road uh, or the roads drop right away, um, it, it's just that much tougher. So, uh, yeah, the future for the coast is looking pretty bleak um, all around, really, uh, and... Uh, we're committed, you know, there's lots of people that aren't going to move from there, but um, making a living there in the future is, is going to be tough. And that was Taira Fiti leader Manu Caddy, and we'll have an extended interview with him on our website. Tess Branton has spent the day with the